Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It is Saturday morning, 9 a.m. I'm Mike. You got my boy Massey with the most beautiful face ever. Ladies, he's taken. That that man right there is loved by a beautiful woman. He is so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she is so lucky, by the way. Uh, yeah. Huh? yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> welcome it is once again saturday morning there has been so much going on that uh we decided we needed to uh cover some of this stuff and we have an awesome announcement to make for you that? that massey had made on the live that we are actually going to roll out content for you not just today but we're also going to roll out two more podcasts this week for you. So keep an eye out for that. What we're going to do is we're going to record some content after we get done with yep. this live. And then we'll push that out there throughout <laughs> the week. That way you get more of us. Cause you want to see that beautiful face that Massey just gave, right? You want, you want to see that face? That's, that's the face you want in your morning. Can well, I get just, an amen? Yeah, just, just to be clear. <laughs> Uh, there's so much content out there that we could be talking about scripturally and all those other things, but you're going to hear some real topics that are like, what yeah. are you talking about? And uh, I thought, what a cool way to diversify the audience uh, with a lot of the things that we think about uh, that aren't necessarily political uh, or, or governmental. Uh, they could be crazy different things like, I want to talk about it, man. Did we land on the moon? I don't know. You know, I'm a skeptic. You know, I don't believe anything of the government. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to have to go down the rabbit. No, you, I know. For I know. you guys, we'll we'll go down those rabbit holes so you don't have to. <laughs> Whatever. It's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So don't forget to pick up some merch. Go to our store online. You can go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can check out everything there. You can get to the store shop. Don't forget, we have a constitution course that you can purchase. Guys, it's new. It's a 14-week constitution course that just came out in January or at the end of January. Uh, it's been a hit, man. We've been selling a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, people are really, and what the unique thing about it is uh, I've taken several, you know, and just seen several. I've seen David Barton's. I've seen ours is just us. You know what I mean? It's like how we speak, how we talk, how we go out and preach. It's how we kind of did it. Uh, so it's, it's been a hit. And we also have the other course that is called government versus God. You guys, all the, those things that you buy go right into the ministry for us to continue to go out and preach uh, and do what we do. Cause we're trying to go hit the dark areas. You know, it's, yeah. it's, one thing to go preach in churches, that's cool. But I mean, we want to go to the dark areas. We continue to go to these areas, kids, you know, places that people, we, that's where we need to be is, is the areas that people aren't going to, you yeah. know, so that's where our focus is. And so you can pick that up. That helps get us where we need to go. And you can also pick up a cool t-shirt while you're at it. Yeah, we don't have any on. <laughs> no, no. There's a reason for that. <laughs> we, we were doing some work and, and we had to rush We were. We got, we got a surprise, guys. We're, we, this was a couple of years in the making, but we're, we're finally doing it. Um, and it should be, it's going to take us a little more time. I'm hoping by the end of summer, uh, it could be completely finished. Fallish, yeah, fallish. I think fallish we could probably Fallish, yeah. We're working actually on, on a book or two. Uh, and, and, and it's exciting to be, uh, working on it with Mike, you know, he's actually an author. I'm not, but these were ideas that were birthed, uh, in, in my heart, my head. I never wanted to do this, but guys like Bill Fetter and others have told me you should write a book. And, and so we're doing it. And so Mike's uh English major, this guy's the bomb and, uh, you know, We'll do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do them. We'll do it. So and, yeah, and keep an eye out for that. We'll give you more <laughs> updates as that comes along. But uh, it it was good. Yeah, he and I were working on it the past couple of days. And what I'm loving about this is this is going to be a very deep uh, argument. Um, 
it, you might give the topic. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It, we're talking about tribalism in the book and, and this concept of tribalism and how, how dangerous that is. It is not just don't be tribal. This, this really gets into the meat and potatoes of why tribalism is so dangerous and why we are so tribalistic as a country. Yeah. And it's not just the left, right? It's the right too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and gird up your loins. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to hit it scripturally. We're going to talk about, look, there are times where we need to be in the offensive and fight. Yes. There's no question, but you can be on the offensive and fight and still do that in the flesh, in the cause of liberty and righteousness. You can still hold the truth and unrighteousness. You got to be careful when you're out there doing what you're doing. So the book is really how to scripturally navigate. Or, there's always going to be tribalism. Yeah. It's existed. Even Paul even talked about it. Some say they're of Paul. Some say they're of Cephas. What are you talking about? You know, like I'm, you're not baptized unto me. You're baptized into Christ. Like quit doing this faction stuff. You know what I mean? We're for liberty. We're not for Republicans, Democrats. We're not none of that stuff. We're for liberty. And that's the way every American should be. Liberty over party. Liberty over any kind of principle that is not constitutional or biblical. That's the way we all should be. So this book hopefully will bring some truth, some, some guidance to you. Uh, and hopefully it'll transform one or two of you, you know, yeah. to, to really walk in the truth. And that's that's our hope is that people from both sides will read it and go, maybe I can be above this whole tribalism thing. So keep an eye out for that. We'll we'll keep. Yeah, you guys, comment it. where you're from. Uh, we got we got some viewers on. Comment where you guys are from. Comment where you, uh, and, and please share this video and hashtag this live liberated. Hashtag live liberated. That has always been our moniker. If you look at that sign behind Mike right now, can you show that neon sign? We've had this moniker since we almost started, uh, and it was a. It was back in 2020 that uh, it actually kind of became a thing, yeah. you know. So uh, by John, John Hannigan, he helped us do that, and and a good dude. But um, we 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 want to continue to do this uh, and 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 be those. But it's it helps us when you guys comment and share this video. So go for it. Let's abort, 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 <laughs> abort, 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 abort. All right, abort, abort. Um. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm tired of this topic because I don't feel this should even have to be a topic, um, and it frustrates me. And and you, how made, did you do that? That was a cool shift. You, the little fade out in thing that was good. You should see it on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was really cool what he did. I can yeah. see it. it's really uh, good. Right. So this, since this got derailed in my intro already, sorry, sorry, I got no, I got to no, go no, to something. No, 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 no do it. Do it. I want to go to something first. I love like you know at the homeschool conventions, yeah. like where you would tell me, "Hey, let me know when there's like five minutes left," and I'd stand in the back room and be like, five minutes left." Every time you'd be like, "What? What? I got five minutes? Five? Oh, okay. I guess I have five more minutes." I do that with my wife too. It's like, don't worry about me, dude. Just keep going. You're good. <laughs> so working with Massey is kind of like he gets on a train and squirrel. And I then do. he's back. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to try sorry. this again. But Elijah, great job with whatever you did. I don't know what you did. Obviously, Massey liked it. So more power. It to was you. rude of me to do that, guys. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't. Have, <laughs> I really shouldn't have done that. That was really rude of me. I didn't even think about it. I just did it. So bad, bad move uh, on my part. All right. So abortion you've noticed your facebook wall your instagram everything has been blowing up from both sides arguing everybody's thrown out their points of view we obviously have to put our two cents into the ring um but let's cover i want to recap i'm sure most of you know what was going on but let's recap this stuff because maybe there's something you didn't know about this or a nuance that you didn't see so 
you may have heard about this. Maybe you haven't. I know it's really small news, of course, and only a couple of people realize what's going on, but we're on top of news. We're giving you up-to-date current events, so we are going to cover this. The Supreme Court has outlawed abortion. Yay! Yay! Oh, they didn't? No? No. No? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, So what is the situation? A few days ago, a draft opinion written by Justice Alito was leaked and has caused quite a stir for everybody. The official ruling was supposed to come out in sometime in June. Now, the court itself has authenticated the draft opinion. So there's no question this was Alito's draft opinion. The opinion was written and resembles a majority opinion that overturns Roe v. Wade. There's several theories floating about who did this. We could always guess, but that would be wrong, wouldn't it? Um, There's that whole alleged thing that you have to cover. Now, this opinion... I want you to hear this because I don't think everybody noticed this. This opinion was originally circulated in February. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Y'all just bit. All of us have. Wow. We bit. It was circulated in February, held on to, and suddenly released in May. (sighs) So the question is, why now? And why was it leaked? And we have a, there's a few theory, theories floating around about the whole thing. One theory is that it was leaked in order to cause a major stir in hopes that the public pressure might sway a weak justice into giving in to that pressure and heat about the vote. There's another theory. It was leaked to help motivate the left leading up to November's elections. That one I have a hard time with because too soon. Um, let the vote do its own thing. Right, right. Um, if you're going to leak it before the vote, my guess is you're trying to sway or influence the vote that's going to happen. Well, when you leak it, it animates the rest of the the, the, the nation who are against pro-life. You know what yeah. I mean? They're for death. So what it's going to do is it's going to charge them up and then come after them. The, the court of public opinion starts to come through. Who leaked it? Right. When has that ever happened in history? Hasn't. It's funny. That same week is when the Ministry of Disinformation came out. Isn't that right. funny? Yeah. Like they can't even keep their own stuff in check and they want to tell you how to handle your information. Right. You know what I mean? So ridiculous. That's, and that's something that we always point back to is always be careful of what's being put in front of your eyes because what's happening behind you while you're looking that way. Um, I don't know if this was coordinated, but this is something that we do have to pay attention to. We do have to be careful about it. Like, okay, what else is going on here? Sure. Sure. You know? Um, And you know, of course, there's also this argument that, hey, you know, conservatives leaked it to you know, people. They hate women. I don't. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Do I go further? No, I won't yeah, go no. further. All right. So now considering how unprecedented this is, how it's always been custom, tradition, or decorum to refrain from trying to politically influence the court, although everybody does their own way. We've had presidents who have threatened the court. Threatened the court because the court might not rule the way they want them to. This, Massey, I want you to jump in and, sure, sure. into this. This is why okay. this whole argument about the Supreme Court is the wrong argument <clears throat> that we're having today. That's right. If you it, like, Just think constitutionally with me. Just stop the the moral side put it suspend it for a second and just think constitutionally okay article 3 
Section two clearly says this, that the Supreme Court shall weigh in on matters arising in law and in equity under the Constitution of the United States of law and equity. It's the only things the Supreme Court can hear. Right. <clears throat> I just I, I just want to ask this question under the Constitution. Where's bathrooms? Where's marriage? All those things. Right. The things that property rights. None of that stuff is in the Constitution. You know why? Because that's something that they're not supposed to touch. Life is actually guaranteed, and it's a written right in the Bill of Rights. It's actually written in the Declaration of Independence, which is the seedbed of our Constitution. Should that should the Constitution contradict its own founding documents? No, it shouldn't, right? I want you to ask yourself, anything after the Tenth Amendment, has it expanded government power or reduced government power? Because the whole entire Constitution was written against the, the, the government itself so that it wouldn't impede on the rights of man. It wouldn't infringe on it. Now, Bring, at, bring back the moral side to it, okay? When we stop telling people that our rights are God-given, because all those rights that are listed in the Bill of Rights and the 300 others that are guaranteed in the Constitution are God-given rights. If God guarantees and preserves life, would abortion be considered a God-given right? Just at, Would he contradict himself? If we remove God from this conversation, if you remove God, which again was the seedbed of this whole document in the first place, divine providence, the supreme ruler of the, of the universe, laws of nature, nature's God. I mean, they're talking about the God of the Bible here, right? Would he lead to contradict himself, i.e. Now let's go back into the Constitution with a moral view, which John Adams had said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. If you're not moral and religious, this constitution will make no sense to you. You know why? Because you, you, only, you can only be moral to keep it. It's called self-government. The idea was the constitution was to stop a federal government from infringing on your rights. But if you're not willing to be self-governed, then you know what happens? You need external forces to stop you from sin. That's what happens. That's biblical. Why do you think the children of Israel went into slavery so many times? into captivity because they could not contain themselves. They were not being self-governed. And so Lord, Lord said, I'm going to deliver you. You're going to be enslaved. And it was by your own doing. I'm not even going to deliver you into their hands. You're doing it yourself. So we see government expansion happen because we weren't being self-governed. And because of the wiles of the enemy and devices. And while good men slept, evil men came in and sowed tears. That's all true, right? But still, we weren't out there saying no when the Supreme Court ruled in 62 to take prayer out of schools. Where is prayer in the Constitution? They say separation of church and state. Show me in the founding documents where separation of church and state exists. When that case came up, let me just throw some caveats at you. This is, this is a good line Go to follow. It. Because Go for it. The, the authority of the Supreme Court has been so abused and abused. When they say separation of church and state, what was that written for? To stop the federal government, not to stop the church. So where did Congress enact a law that prayer in schools should be legal? They didn't. Prayer in schools was already existing because that was the community's involvement. The community said yes. If they said no to something, it was the community. It wasn't a law. It was a communal thing. Folks, we don't need a law for everything. We don't need a law for you to tell me if I can have Christmas lights in my front lawn or Christmas lights in a cityscape. That's called community standards. Most people say, well, if you go into a school as a Christian, Satanist groups, because legally, no, 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 no. The community can decide if I go into a public school or not as a Christian. 
I don't need a law to tell me that. Congress shall make no law. That's it. So the separation of church and state was about Congress making laws against the church, not about you holding a prayer service in a school or in a Capitol building. You see what I'm saying? They've deceived you into thinking that we must keep them separate when this was against Congress creating laws against the church to stop it. Okay? So then the Supreme Court comes in and says, well, separation of church and state. Show me in the founding documents where that statement is. It's not. Matter of fact, go back and read Thomas Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist Association in Danbury, Connecticut. He was saying, we've erected a wall because the people's voice was, was to keep the government out of the church's business. That was, that's the only time you'll see that phrase. In America. Not in a Federalist paper that explains why we have our, not in an anti-Federalist paper, which explains our government. Not in a, not in the constitutional papers that Madison and them guys wrote. None of that stuff. It's in a letter, a private letter to the Danbury Baptists. Let's, let's go on this train. So uh, I, I love where this train is headed and we'll get back <clears throat> into the ocean thing, but if you look at how Congress, how the government bodies worked in that day, how the communities worked in that day, you cannot tell me that these men fashioned this Bill of Rights. This whole country ratified that Bill of Rights. Truth. And somehow conveyed it to mean that nobody is ever allowed to pray in an official position. Congress itself prayed. Congress itself put out resolutions for Bibles and New England Primer, which used the Bible as its reference piece, right? Communities are allowed to de decide for themselves how they want to be governed in a exactly. sense of religion and morality. Exactly. That's communal, right? So I don't need a law to tell me, should I be able to be a Christian? Into That's a community thing. And it is not, it is not Congress, Congress writing a law and establishing a religion for a principle to give a prayer. Exactly. Exactly. There's no law saying the principal must pray the prayer. So then they say this. Well, we have government funding going to schools. When did that happen? And if that's true, is that legal? And Madison argued against that. Exactly. In the Cod Fishery Bill, he said if the, the, the Congress can employ money indefinitely to areas that we're talking about right now, He's saying they will soon take care of funding for, for schools and pay teachers out of the public treasury. Uh oh. And then he said they'll take care of the, the highest matters of police and state police down to the minute details of their government. Uh oh. And he said, would that even be in contention right now? It would subvert the very document that we wrote in the first place. He was arguing against the general welfare clause. Absolutely. Because that was what was being used in order to put federal money into every area of your life. The problem is people don't realize that federal government is supposed to look outwards. Yes. They are only supposed to look outwards. They're supposed to deal with the global situation. Their eyes are outwards. The states are supposed to handle the internal affairs. That's right. One of the things we were talking about is this whole idea of the Constitution goes from the top all the way down to the bottom, which what came through the judiciary, right? Here's my question. If that was the original intent of the Constitution, why did you bother having state constitutions at all? Exact. Thank you. Why bother? Great point. Great point. If the, the latitude contended for, James Madison said, was to give arbitrary power to a federal government, what was the point of having state constitutions? What's the point of having legislatures? They could just run and just appoint governors in each state. That's the way England ran this whole thing. Right. When we left it, that's not what they wanted. They wanted individual states. Listen, I, again, I will say this. I say this in my classes. You know, in Spanish, um, they call America the states united of America, not the United States. 
the states united of America. That is a proper meaning of our country. The states came together, said we have a small little central government that we report to. They report to us. They make sure that we, we keep up foreign affairs so that Florida, so that Michigan, so that Georgia, so they could run their own individual states and not think about a foreign invader. Right. Exactly. So that's what the general welfare clause meant in the first place was to protect each other from foreign invasion. Common defense. That's exactly it. So let's go back to abortion now. The Supreme Court does not have the authority to rule on life. Why? Number one, because have they ever cited when life begins? When that when that explanation came in for abortion, they said uh, that, that they can be aborted up to a fetal viability. That is so open ended. If you read the, the Doe versus yeah. Bolton case and the Roe v. Wade case, they said up to fetal viability, which at that <laughs> at that time, I and and I don't know what the time was considered at that time, but medical technology and and advancement has gotten us to the point where fetal viability outside of the womb is at like twenty to twenty two weeks. Yeah, this is this is crazy, and that's I I guarantee that'll continue to get better as the technology gets better. Which is what, precisely why I asked you when when is when, when does a woman really know when she's pregnant? Could it right. be a month, three weeks, two weeks, something like that? You know, it's different for every woman, right? Because there. So now watch this. This actually happened the other night. MSNBC started to change the definition of abortion to. Uh, what, what did they call it? What did I call uh, it? Fertile fertilization. Yeah. Uh, ending of fertilization. Ending of something. fertilization. The, the right is now against ending fertilization. Folks, when they're aborted, they're already fertilized. You see what they're trying to do? They're trying to turn. I'm telling you, the left is good at this. They're good at narration. They're good at words and they're good at continuously pushing this. And you'll hear that word ending fertilization a lot. Folks, if they have to terminate the baby, it's already fertilized. If it was not living, why do you have to terminate it? If it was not an organism that is moving and it's bre it's it's alive, it's move right. Why do you have to terminate something that isn't living? Mm -hmm. Think about it. It is alive. You know what I mean. And this is where I think uh, uh, we have to go back to the Supreme Court and say, in your jurisdiction, where is life? Nowhere. In your jurisdiction, where is bathrooms? Nowhere. In your jurisdiction, right? Where's marriage? Nowhere. In your jurisdiction, right? Where's the church? Nowhere. Get out of my schools, get out of my church, right? And women will say, get out of our bodies, right? Okay, cool. When you have a baby boy in your stomach, do you have the penis or the boy? Let's get real here. If it's your body, your choice, is it you that has the penis or the baby? This is a little raw, but let's get real. These arguments are so ridiculous. And if you let them talk long enough, they will literally hang themselves by that by that very argument. Mm -hmm. They really will. They'll hang themselves by that argument because they don't have a foundation or a basis. Now, that's to the left. To the right, don't you start using talking points that you have no depth in either because you will get eaten up every time because they'll come up with a new science word. They'll come out with a new study. They'll come up with something brand new and you'll be like, oh, well, I guess I can't. No, study to show yourself approved to yeah. who? To God. And he will give you these answers. He will quicken your mind he will quicken your mortal bodies to the spirit, the Bible says, right? That's why we have to be. So look at the Supreme Court and say, where's their authority? Right. Study and, it. And that's something I want to go into that. And then I want to go into the arguments thing. So uh, conservatives are, are celebrating this, which rightfully so. Okay, great. Um, I, I'm torn on the whole issue, though, because, okay, and. What the Supreme Court would be saying if they were to overturn Roe v. Wade, 
Now, the argument that the left makes is they're outlawing abortion. That's not what's going on. What they're saying is the states can regulate it the way that they see fit. Which we're against, too. We're against this. And most conservatives are celebrating this. Here's why we're against this. Because there should not be an argument about whether or not you can end a life. Where does the state have the authority over life? The state does not have authority over life. Now, you could say, well, well, capital punishment. There's a difference between due process of law Thank you. and the removal of rights and no due process of law for the baby, not the mother, for the baby and that loss of life. Go with it. Go with it. Because they cited in the Doe versus Bolton case and Roe v. Wade in 73, right? They cited the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments which explicitly state you cannot be punished for a crime without due process of law, right? If a person has committed a crime, found guilty, then that's up to the state what they do, death penalty, whatever, right? That's up to them. But a baby has never gone through any due process. Tell me what baby comes out a murderer. Tell me. Like, they just come out. They murdered somebody. You know what I mean? the, The argument falls apart again. See what I'm saying? The baby hasn't gone through due process. And, and you could say, well, they're they're not a citizen yet. So what what are they? That's the 14th. That's the 14th right? Amendment right there. Any person's born or naturalized. See what they did. The Fifth Amendment never said anything like that. Yeah. 14th Amendment codified born or naturalized. That's where this argument started to frizzle. Yeah, it's where it started to go. And this is what's been happening for a long time. When you allow the media and the left or others to control the narrative, I'm telling you, dude, they will. And now we start to chase their arguments as fodder for the rights podcasts for the rights TV shows. Seriously. Conservatives always chase liberals in the arguments. We, we look at their arguments and then we try to make a defense. It's, it's not often that conservatives get out in front and are making the new arguments and pushing for their argument. It seems like we're always chasing after the liberals. We got to do, we got to stop doing that. We got to be out ahead of this thing. And, and part of that comes, and I've said this before, part of that comes from us being willing to stop playing the game and stand on principle and foundation and not care what the other side says. So here's, here's a good question because we, we, this is good. This is a, a person from the homeschool convention. They saw us. They said, I have a question about abortion. If the mother was raped, should the mother have a choice to keep the baby or not? Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Go ahead. So my, my first portion of this is a lot of people will come up with the argument. Well, what about rape and incest? And, and I, I heard this response a long time ago, and I thought this was a, an amazing response. Brilliant. Well, let's hold on. Will you agree to outlaw voluntary abortion so that then we can talk about rape and incest? Because if that's all you care about, well, let's get rid of the needless, and then we can talk about this. But the problem is they won't ever give up voluntary, voluntary so, so, abortion. Yeah, when right? you look at cases of rape and incest, it's like less. It's like one percent, percent, or less than yeah. all abortions total combined of all abortions committed. Right. Um, as far as the rape thing, look, I'm probably not going to be very popular on this, and I don't, I don't feign to know what a person goes through in that situation. And, and if you have been raped, I'm sorry. Like, right. what, I'm, what do you do? Like, I, it's it's we live in a fallen world, y'all. Yeah. We do. It's a, a cursed fallen world. And unfortunately, consequences happen from sin and wickedness. I have a very tough time punishing that baby. 
because the baby was created in a sinful way. Let's go because with your what you're doing is counteracting a sin and wicked event with another sin, yeah. sinful and wicked event. Yeah. What you're doing then is going back to the Old Testament and saying, then we render eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Right. If you think about it, then that means every school shooting. Another kid should go in there just because he's angry that he got shot up in a school. He, he should just shot. he should just go kill. No, I think what happens is is what happens is we've removed morality from this argument, right? And we've now legalized immorality. So the government has become really good at legalizing sin to to have this argument, and we make it emotional uh, argument. And when when you look at the Ten Commandments, none of that is emotional. It's a principled yeah principled thing. Love your neighbors yourself is not an emotional thing. That is a principled thing. You go above and beyond even what you feel to love your neighbor. Because Christ went to the cross, no emotions involved. He really went past emotions. He went past the physical and went to the cross for you, right? He didn't revile his, his enemies. He didn't go against. So when we have a woman who's been raped, right? <clears throat> How many cases of rape that have happened who the, the woman has kept the baby and that baby has now turned into this wonderful young person right. who has gone on to do great things. Like the, the life that was conceived, right? God knew. Did he allow the rape? No. No, that's not he what's cool about the Lord is as we get more sinful as a nation, we'll reap what we sow. That's that's what happens. It stinks. It's true. But you know what? The redemption side is I was just reading this in Peter, second Peter, where he says that he's able to make a way of escape from temptation. Right. That when these things happen, here's my question. You know what would stop rape? Kill or castrate the rapist. Right. Punish the rapist. And guys, I know that sounds really harsh from a pastor. Killer cap, killer castrate, due process, but due due process. But look, if we punished evil, if we punished evil the way we should, do you think more people would commit evil? That and people look at the, the Old Testament, they say, well, it's so harsh, it's so so wrong, it's so wicked. The Old Testament was firm on sin; it was firm on punishing things. It it wanted to cut out sin because sin works into the entire society, um, and this this whole situation of, of the whole rape idea i don't know numbers obviously but there there are plenty of women who carried the baby through and they they saw it as something that was was uh redemptive of the whole situation it was a, a redemption of the whole situation and we actually there are people who are the products of a rape coming out during this whole roe v wade thing and saying if my mom would have followed through with the abortion because of the rape, I wouldn't be here today. Right. And so there is still a potential of that life being a beautiful, powerful, productive life. I, I, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's and, good. And honestly, like my wife and I are, are in the process of adopting. Right. And this, this it. battle really frustrates me because it's like, I'm already looking to adopt. I'm trying haven't succeeded yet i think too you know that's it's really frustrating nobody cares about the kids send them my way that's right where were you you want you know like here's here's what's uh can you post andrew kolar's comment there listen to this hey guys what breaks me is that people are people pushing for murder don't even consider that those that have lost babies during pregnancy and actually want to be parents so that kid yeah that rape situation whatever that child could be adopted by a family who could give them a better life than what the mom possibly could. We don't know because there's those situations where financially they can't do it or whatever. They find themselves in, in something. And then Janet Graff, the next one down says, why don't churches help more people who have had that case happen to them? 
I think that's a very overgeneralized statement to, yep. to say that we don't help people with rape and those kinds of things. There are many situations why churches won't get involved in something like that. And not, not because all of them are cowards, but I like how many women are going to go up to the church and say, Hey, I got raped. Help me for, for many women. That is a shameful thing, right? So to come clean on something like that, they feel dirty. They feel gross, which is why, and I'm not saying all cases like that. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? That's why the church needs to be a loving place where people can be right. honest. Listen, if you can't be honest with your neighbor, you can't be honest with God. I mean, it's just the truth. We should be able to confess things one with another, even our own sins, right? We should be able to confess these things. And the church needs to be open-eared, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, the word says. So it's, it's, I, I don't think every church doesn't. I, I think that's a very, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that you meant to be overgeneralized on that. So, so don't, please don't mistake. I'm not trying to correct you or rebuke you or anything. Uh, but I will say that churches are doing it. Here in Florida, there's churches that are actually taking the adoption centers into their own hands. Yeah. And, you know, and part of that issue is there's so much government regulation and, and government restriction that churches, especially the Catholic Church, are getting out of the adoption and foster system because the regulations are becoming too onerous. And especially if a church says, look, we don't feel comfortable adopting children to same sex couples. The government has been known to push on those churches and, and start to take away those privileges of helping out in those areas. That being said, Christ Fellowship right here in town is a major player in the whole foster care system. So there are churches that are doing a lot. And if you'll hear the argument a lot of times of, well, they don't care about the children being fed and nourished and taken care of. Yet it's the church and the pro-life movement yeah. that is number one in doing pregnancy centers, yep. in doing foster yep. care, adoption, yep. doing doing placements. Like they're there. Stop restricting their ability to do it. Yeah, take it. So he just nailed like some natural examples, but watch this too. We just had the National Day of Prayer right? The media didn't even cover that. Millions of people stopped what they were doing to cry out to the God of heaven, to appeal to heaven and, and ask for forgiveness for our many sins and, and our transgressions against God, right? Which is a beautiful thing. Wouldn't you want to cover that, that people came together and prayed in unified voice to say, Lord, heal our land, right? Not covered. You think the media is going to go out and cover churches actually helping right. these people? Probably not. But the second thing is, Think about what happened in Houston. I think it was like 91% of the organizations that helped in Houston after that hurricane that happened were all either church organizations, Christian organizations, or nonprofits. Media is not covering that. They're covering FEMA. Yeah, look at FEMA. We just need more money for FEMA. The, 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 the church did most of the work. FEMA came in and cleaned up. And guess who gets the credit? FEMA. You know what I mean? So when the media doesn't uh, um, co cover these things, it's natural tendency for us to live in this state of mind that is called what if. Yeah. Well, if the church would help. Well, what if the if we don't do, but what if we that realm, ladies and gentlemen, is demonic because it's a scenario that has not even happened yet, and you're wasting time in your mind trying to figure out how to make this thing work. That's not the way to live. The way to live is I know the facts, I know what I'm walking into. And if a woman is raped, my gosh, church, then we need to go be, uh, befriend her, love her, encourage her, support her, do what we need to do to make sure that that baby's good and that she's spiritually healthy yeah. because that's a traumatic event. It's more than just a baby here. That's a traumatic event 
taken advantage of, uh, uh, sometimes uh, removal of innocence, right? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of, there's a whole list of things inside of a rape. It's, it's not just the baby that's affected. It's a lot of psychological right. stuff that scriptures, like scripturally, they need to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Right. And, and that stuff can just cause absolute carnage on a person. And, and I would argue this now, like I said at the beginning of this, it's not like we can speak to the interior of that situation. We have no clue what that situation is like for a person to go through. Now, empathetically, there's some type of I could think it would be like, the, but still no clue. Right. But here's the other part of that. How much counseling and support does a person really get if they go to Planned Parenthood to abort the baby? They don't. They get in. Somebody says, hey, we're going to take care of you. We'll get that out of you. Pay your bill. You're out the door. That, that does not heal the scars for the person. That person still has to deal with those That's scars true. from that event, plus the emotional scars that are likely from the abortion itself. So now we're compounding the emotional scars and baggage yeah. and the, and plenty of people with a conscience look back and go, I, I, I did this for me and I'm not feeling better. Dude. Right. And then that, that same mother, right. will have to raise that kid. And if they're not healed by the spirit of God, if they're not healed and understand the blood of Christ and their redemption, right. right. They're passing that on a filter to their kids right eventually unless they get unless healed. they get healed up and it's again this is a greater consequence so the, the like even the way the 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 progressives and the left label this oh cases of rape and incest baby no what about her <laughs> too yeah. not just the baby right that's a huge thing that is a miracle of god that is a blessing but this woman right that needs support help healing you know what i mean that there's a lot in this so even the way they brush off that argument is so in their As, in their own terms, you know what I mean? Like very uh, 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 almost 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 uh, not, I don't want to say chauvinistic, uh, uh, sexist, sexist, kind very of, sexist yeah, in their it, own terms. It, yeah, you're right. It 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 feigns compassion for the woman. It sure does. But it's really just a battering ram to continue the argument of keep to legalize legal. to legalize sin to legalize yeah. morality. Yeah. Right. And that's something he and I were having a conversation in the car on the way here. And you notice what happens is we don't, a lot of the solutions put forward, especially by the progressive left, don't get to the root cause of the issue. So let's, let's put incest and rape aside. Let's go back to the voluntary thing. I was having this conversation a couple of years ago uh, when I was in Madison with some of the, the college students that worked for me. And what I pointed out to them is, why is it that we're always talking about abortion, but we're not talking about the fact that you made the choice in the original event, right? Which sex, right? Sure. Sex results in a pregnancy. Why do we always talk about how to handle the consequence of the choice instead of talking about the choice itself? He and I were talking about sex education. What do they talk about? They talk about abortion. They talk about safe sex. They talk about condoms. They talk about all this, but especially the progressive left will not look at the teenager and go, you know, what's best is to just wait until marriage until you're, until you're ready in marriage there. They, they tend to have a resistance to possibly talking about that because guess what? That gets back to the true source of the situation, which is 
the consequence of the choice where there is a choice involved, there is a choice involved. Sure. Think about the choice. Stop thinking about, well, the choice is just given. And so therefore we need to think about how to mitigate the consequences of that choice. I know how to mitigate the consequences of that choice. Make the right choice. This is a completely different ballgame that we are hacking at limbs when we need to be hacking at the roots, need to be hacking at the trunk. And you know, what's so funny too is let's go with some arguments that the left have, right? When they say this, I'm not going to go the typical route. I will in a minute, but watch when they say, if you're male, stay out of my uterus. You don't have a uterus, right? I think you're right. Go with me for a minute. I think you're right. I shouldn't have an opinion on life. Neither should you because it comes from God. So get male and female out of the way. Our spiritual creator, our being, the, the, the being of the universe, the God who created all things is the one who ordains life, not me. I'm just telling you what he said. You know what I mean? And I want to follow and adhere that. And the Bible is very clear that the more I adhere to his commandments, right, he will bless me because it's just a natural byproduct of, of being a good, moral, integrity-filled man, integrity-filled woman, right? So yeah, fine. I'm a male. I shouldn't have an opinion. Cool. Neither should you. He should, because he's right. the one who ordains and creates life. But the second argument should be this. It's really crazy when they say men should not have the argument for a woman's body. But we're celebrating women being men. And men can get pregnant. Now. And men can get pregnant now. So I think it, what's what's unique is, do you see what happens in confusion? Guys, if you can't see Jehoshaphat all over this, if you can't see all the armies in the past where God sent a strong delusion in their camp and they destroyed themselves and they swallowed themselves up. God is performing his, his, his works from the beginning. He does not change. The cool thing about God is Malachi, when he talks about he does not change, right? In Hebrews, he's a man that he cannot lie, right? There's two immutable things. He can't lie, right? And, and that he's, he's firm. He, he's firm in what he, what he, what he uh, in Romans, it talks about he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you see Old Testament principles play out right now. He still wars the same way. You know why? Because their confusion will continue to do this and they'll destroy themselves. Drunken in their reeling. arguments. Oh my god. Drunken reeling. When when you recognize that statement in the Old Testament, that's this is what that's talking about. People don't know what way is up, what way is down. When you forsake God, you become darkened in your own reasoning. Yeah. You become foolish in your mind. And so what happens is you're drunk and reeling. You're you're confused. You you're battering all around, having no clue what you're even swinging at. And if you look at these arguments, when when they really parse out, the arguments don't make sense. They all bash up against each other. Yeah. We they they've just undone and unraveled with the whole transgender movement. Women's rights, Title IX, abortion, they're, they're, gay marriage. They're, they're undoing all everything they fought for because they're trying to get rid of the standards and, and, and roles of men, women. Dude, uh, Katie Luttrell just posted this. You got to post that. She said, when that? I was in high school, we had to make posters about teen pregnancy. Mine said, if you don't want the job, don't take the interview. It wasn't very popular. Slow clap, Katie. Love Slow it. Slow clap. Slow clap. And isn't it funny that that's not popular? No, you know what? You should actually remake that poster, and we should actually make that a shirt. Yeah, let's make it a shirt. We should. And if you, with your permission, Katie, we'll pick your royalty or something. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, let's see. Um, I want to read something from Romans 1. We all use this sure. against the homosexual movement. But think about this in this context. What happens when they become so full of head knowledge? I love this. Right. Chapter. Listen to this. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The wrath of God isn't just him coming down with a fireball. The wrath of God is leaving you destitute and void of knowledge. That's him separating himself. That is the that is wrath. Which Romans 1 shows. Shows that. Because, verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things from him, the creation of the world, are clearly seen and being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power, Godhead, so they're without excuse. Listen to this, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They knew God, but then they turned it to God to their own desires, an idolatrous God. They created a mind to suit their sins. So when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain, useless in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of an uncorruptible, immutable God into an image being made like corruptible man. We're going to man for our opinions right? And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. You know what that means? Read Second Peter 2 and you get a chance. Brute beasts, which means animals that have no judgment. That's what they turn themselves to. They become barbaric in thought that we would kill a baby. If that doesn't move you to repentance, I don't know what will, okay? And then it says this, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through their lusts. That is his wrath, folks. He gave them up to it, Right? of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. If you guys were to just go back to scripture, it will show you that these things are promised. If we continue to allow, if they continue to want their sin, they will be destroyed. They will. They, be they, will. Their sin. they will. And they're now going against themselves. And, and do you notice it says they gave up worshiping God to worship themselves so think about this in the abortion context. What's the number one argument that is coming? It is my body, my choice. I'm a woman. I should be able to make the decisions. It's about me. It's, it's up to me. It's my truth. Yep. So what they've done is no longer, what does God say about this situation? It's what do I want about this situation? To the point of killing your own child. Let's not beat around the bush on this killing your own child. That's what this is. You are fighting for the right to be able to argue and and you're you're arguing I want the right to be able to make the choice to kill my own child when yeah, I want. Yeah, you're arguing the right to sin. Isn't that crazy? You're literally asking government permission for you to sin. Instead of running to God to see if it's right or wrong, you're going to government asking them for permission for you to sin and, where, and so, make, people, make people accept it. Where they are even arguing, keep your God out of my uterus. That, that's blatant Romans bro, 1. Bro, if you think about it, God is a God of rules and that Bible and this and that. You are going to a government to get permission to go sin. You want someone over you is the thing I'm saying. You want someone or something over you you want someone to agree with you and to govern with you and god is willing to do that enforce. to make you self-governed and you don't want it so you want someone else who is a governing authority right to do it and then force me to do it which is your argument against serving god because you christians are trying to force your religion on me when you're trying to force legislation on me you see what they're doing the very argument that they're doing is exactly what they're doing do you see how confused they are I don't force God on you. You know what? You know what the force is? Your conscience. 
You're angry that God is blessing me because of obedience, and you're angry that I am because you don't want to give up your sin. Totally, totally fine. That's what scripture says. Sin is pleasurable for a season. Well, and you notice this in a spiritual sense. So if our bodies are the temple of God, what they've done is they've, they've argued that the temple is now theirs. It's not God's. They've kicked God out of the temple and erected their own idol in it. Man. So that they can continue the process. I know I'm getting spiritual weeds here, but they can continue the process of sacrifice. Sure. If you look at sacrifice in the ancient times, child sacrifice, what was it for you? That's right, dude. You put your firstborn through the fire for you. To bless you. To bless you for your prosperity. This is the same thing, but the physical, dude, the the physical representation has now become the spiritual truth in today's age. They removed God out of their temple so that they could hold the sacrifice of the child for their own blessing. Wow. Good call, dude. That's good the way you connected that. Um, They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They did. They worship and serve the creature. Dude, you said it. Very, very solid connection. I think that right there should be the pith of it is what's being done in the old has now become the new, right? And nothing's now changed. nothing's changed, but except they did it without legislation. They just went and served their gods, passed it through. And the government was God yeah. at that time, right? Yeah. Now we want government to become God in the pursuit of trying to get God out of government. They want God to become government. Yeah. Which or government to become God, I should say. Which goes directly back to Adam and Eve in the garden. They were already like God. Satan told tells them, Oh, you want to be like God? Go ahead and eat of this. They were more like God until they followed Satan. They separated. Oh my gosh, dude. Say that again. So back in the garden. Adam and Eve, they were already like God. They were in communion with God. They were one with God. Satan lies to him. He, he misdirects him, says, don't you want to be like God? Just eat of this. They became less like God. <laughs> they became to be disattached from God. Right. Separated from God. Wow. You're doing the same thing. You're, you're saying, I want control. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that's I good. want control. I want that independence. God, get out of here. What gets erected in its place? In God's place, what gets erected? Government. All of a sudden, government is your godly authority. Bro. You gave up the greater oh, authority man. for the lesser authority. Whew. How stupid for are the, we? For the lesser authority. For corruptible men that are just like you. Seriously, do you think, listen to me, that you want to legislate sin? Do you honestly think that they're not going to do something against you in the future? That if you allow them to have all this authority, because the more you let them legislate on something, the more you get the Supreme Court involved in it, that now becomes property of government. Bathrooms, marriage, all this other stuff. Now it's become the property of the government. Now they can choose what they want to rule on, right? So you give that to them, they'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it being our authority, which is freedom, right? Liberty. Right. What makes you think they're not going to pass a law against you eventually? Here, let me, let, let me say this. Ministry of disinformation. That's a whole other topic we'll hit on in a minute. I just want to prep you with this thought real quick. What if President Trump started that? You who are left and liberal, what if President Trump would have started that? We're not for it. One iota. That's, that is communism now. That is against the, the constitutional republic, period. Trump, no Trump, I don't care. But what would have happened if your other guy that you didn't like started it? What would you have done? 
I think that's the questions we need to start asking ourselves. Yep. These laws that are being passed, what if the other dude did it? Would right. you like it? Because now that they're passing it, what if the other dude gets in and undoes it? And that's the problem with ends justify the means. That's the whole problem. Instead of going by principle and foundation, and I've said this how many Bro. times, if you go ends justify the means, at some point, the gun's going to get turned around against you. <laughs> you it, that, they're, that they're, is so scriptural, dude. Reap what you sow. Reap what you sow. Men who live by the sword will die by it. You oh can carry gosh. the sword against others, but at some point you will die by that same sword. So a couple of years ago, there was a slogan going around where liberals were, were stepping behind the socialists and the communists going, we like you, we like you. And there, there was a spray painted sign that was very viral. And this was a saying that was going around. Liberals get the bullet too. At some point, <sighs> they will turn on you. And you notice this in the whole cancel culture thing. The people who were adamant about cancel culture the guy from h3h3 ethan klein that's what his name is he got axed too and he was one of the biggest proponents of cancel culture of well we need to control the voices that are out there and he's the one who removed jordan peterson's videos from his collection because he didn't like some of the things peterson had to say he got axed for what i don't even know he said something and all of a sudden people boycotted his sponsors and and a media deluge for his sponsors so sponsors pulled their stuff it will come for you. If 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 you who are progressive or liberal could see the end of all this, this let them let them help placate my sin, let them help do this right. They're not they're not trying to help you. They're trying to control you. Because now even comedians that were liberals yeah. and are liberals, right? They're now being censored. Yeah. You this isn't about helping you. This is about controlling you. It's power. It's more power, more rule over your life. And, and power is the overarching idea. You, you look at all of this stuff, Marxist theory, CRT, all of that stuff. What does it all boil down to is power. Who has the power? Well, if you're obsessed about power, all you're going to use and know is power. So, you, so they will make Truth. the arguments that you like until they decide you are rivaling their power. Then they'll crush you. This was rampant in the Soviet Union. This was rampant in communist China, where people would get into a position of power. They were always looking over their shoulder because when would somebody underneath them that wants their position throw them to the wolves? Mm -hmm. If you look at Stalin's circle, how quickly that thing shrank as he was throwing people in jail and getting them executed. Oof. It happens. Some truth, boy. That's they truth. will. If you are seeking power... It will eat you alive. Yeah. And again, this is where it's so funny. They don't want God. And I'll, I'll go back and reiterate this. They don't want God to make them, to help them be self-governed, to change their hearts, to be self-governed. Yeah. They want their God to force you to submit to their sin. Right. You see what I'm saying? Promote, pay for, Absolutely. establish. Absolutely. And, and they, they can't make the argument. We, we don't want you. We just want the freedom to do it. No, you want me to pay for it because you fight for tax payments for it. Hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government goes to Planned Parenthood. You can't tell me my dollars don't pay for it. You've just made me establish it and promote it with you. That's right. That's right. Again, start thinking about these arguments, guys. If you guys want us to cover some more of this, we'll do it. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple more shows on uh, six arguments that that atheists or progressives use to to defy god or to defy the constitution we're going to have some answers for that we kind of want to keep giving you answers so you can go and use those hopefully those same arguments against 
uh, their thing. And guys, if you're not willing to engage someone in humility, don't engage them. Right. Because then you kind of look like a fool. You get Especially emotional. on Facebook. Yeah, you get emotional let about it, it. Let it go. Let it go, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. If they're not in front of you, it's useless. Because I don't, I don't know too many arguments that have changed over Facebook. I just yeah. don't. You know, this is more informational for us. But I do think, too, again, if you remove the topic away of God-given rights, then it becomes government-given things. Therefore, they can determine when life begins or ends. Yeah. Abortion is not a God-given right because it would contradict him giving me life. That, that's just one point right there. These are God-given rights. They're not, they're not given by government. So if God gives life, then would he advocate for you to take life? That's ridiculous. That's not a God-given right. right. That's a human sin. You know, so these little things that we're, 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 we're talking about, they're not little. But I think what happens is we argue from a point of emotion instead of just arguing from a place of principle. The bottom line is, dude, no one has the right to tell me when life begins or ends. And because we don't have the right to do it, we shouldn't even be talking about it. Right. Amen. We shouldn't even be talking about it. All right. So, guys, do not forget to check us out on all the platforms. Please, 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 please share, like, comment. That stuff helps in the algorithm. It does. So be sure to do that. Turn on notifications so you know when we're coming out with stuff. We are going to come out with so much more content for you. Three you, times a three week now, guys. Three times a week. You better be excited or running for the hills. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, we love you. You will see us, but we'll see you next Saturday. You'll see us throughout the week. That's right. Boom. Love All you guys. Right. Love you guys. Have a great day.